Welcome to Train Like a Champion. In this week's episode, pastors Chris and Liz Sarno talk about how to identify like a champion because identifying with Jesus over everything else allows you to live your most successful life. Now it's time to train like a champion. Hi, and welcome to Train Like a Champion with Pastors Chris and Liz Sarno from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach. We are so excited about today's show because we are talking about how to identify like a champion. What does that mean? Well, I think you first, well, how are you doing, number one? Doing great. (laughs) Doing great. I was laughing. We were playing before we came on. But uh, um, how do you identify how do you connect your identity? I think you become first and foremost, you have to realize this. We're not who we think we are. Hmm. Everybody's on a journey of discovering your true identity. And I don't think it ever ends. So it's a continual progressive layer by layer discovery of who you really are in Christ. Yeah, It's the journey you start This is the cool thing about God, though. He gave you everything the moment you got saved. Yes. And the rest of your Christian life, you walk out, you discover what he already made you to be. And that's how good God is. Because let's just start. This is really cool. Just catch this picture. God doesn't do it like this. Say, hey, you're here. Step one. Step 20 is going to be so awesome. But you got to go through one, two, three, four, 15 Mm -hmm. till you can get 20. God goes, no, you met me and I gave you 20 the minute we met. Yeah, that's so good. And now you walk out each day discovering who I already made you, not what I'm making you. God doesn't make you. He already gave you everything. You just discover it at the rate and speed of your hunger to find out who you really are. So God doesn't go, oh, the pinnacle is going to be, we're going to walk up the mountain. No. He said, I already put you on the mountain. Right. Now discover how to walk there. I think that's important because so many people, it's not how old you are, the length of time. I know people who have walked with God for years and years and years, but have never awakened to who God created them to be. Absolutely. And I know people who, you know, maybe they began their walk with God last week who are already just so light years ahead because of what I think it's it comes down to what they've chosen to embrace yes about who God made them to be like basically I think sometimes we make it way harder than it needs to be yeah and sometimes the lot the older that you get the more you know you you tend to make things a lot more difficult yeah and we send oh it has to be like and sometimes it's just easy you know I love like when you first got saved you just read the Bible and we're like oh okay if the Bible says this this just must be who I am and what I can do yeah it's almost like what your um your lack of it's almost like your lack of understanding doesn't make this process difficult it embraces the easiness of it because I didn't I didn't understand that you were not supposed to think like this so you just read it for the purity of truth and it transforms you fast right Cause it's like, you don't have all that church stuff going on. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's not who you really are. But even then it's hard to grasp because you have to renew your mind. And that's a process. That's a lifelong process. And not that it's unachievable, but it's not simple. It's not like you read it one time and go, oh, I reprogram myself. You, you really identification to me means you understand your proper position based upon what Jesus has already made you and wants you to be not my opinion about it. Mm. 
not my pick and choose of it. This is what he said. You know, we, we, we were, we were just laughing about, you know, we just wrote a book on righteousness. Matter of fact, I got it. This is a good plug. You know, everybody's like laughing, right? Here's the book. You're right. We were going to talk about it. You're right. Look, rightbook.org. You can get it. Yes. And we're not, we're not, this is not a shameless plug, but this is why we wrote this. I believe righteousness is the foundational pillar for your, for your walk with God. Mm-hmm. Now check out righteousness. I had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. I told them about the book and they said, well, and I could see already it's challenging. Right. Because you were made righteous, not because your actions. So if your actions, this goes right along with identification. If my actions got it for me, then my actions keep it. No, you were made it. Mm-hmm. Your actions have nothing to do with your righteous position in Christ, according to God's identifying with you. Now, how you identify with God and what he says, that's up to you. Right. That's just a reprogramming your mind to truth. And the purity of truth creates transformation like you and I have never discovered because it's not my ways or your ways. God mm-hmm. wasn't saying we're goofy or dumb. He's saying, you don't know how I think about you. Right. Because I think about you a whole lot higher then you think about you and my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. My ideas about you and my opinions about you are not yours. Now, and you feel like, oh, I'm inferior. You know, God's so big. No, God's saying, no, I see you light years ahead of where you see yourself because you see yourself based upon performance. I see you based upon position. Exactly. And I, I think that, that it's really key. Like you can find this in the old and the new Testament. Yeah. Okay. So think about in the beginning in Genesis chapter one, God said, let us create the man and woman in our image and in our likeness. Yes. Yes. So we have to first recognize that we were created in the image of God. He said, I'm going to create you in my image, in my likeness. And, And so he gave us that that moment. You know, we look at that and we say, wow, okay, I'm created in the image of God. But we don't look at ourselves oftentimes like that. But then. After that, then Jesus, we know he came to the earth. He came as a man. He left his heavenly position, came here, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for us. And and I love what it says. It says that, that we have even greater power than Jesus has. Because when we receive him, we yep. suddenly have resurrection power. Yes. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in my heart and in my mind. Yes. And so that's just straight from the word. So you look at that and you say, one, we're created in the image of God. Yes. So that automatically puts us in a place of right standing. And then yep. what Jesus did was even solidified that, took yeah. our sin upon him. And so that means that nothing that, what does it say? What can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, but I failed. Oh, but I've messed up. Oh, but I haven't lived a good life. Oh, but I've made mistakes. Welcome to the club. So have we all. Yes. But once we embrace the fact that, that I am made righteous, it's not because I lived a wonderful life. Only one person lived a sinless life, and that was Jesus. He was the only one who didn't deserve death, and he took our sin upon him. and you look at that, and so you—it's so, it, so powerful. Well, because he—he—you had it. This is what I'm saying. You could you you jump the steps if you get revelation. Yes. Why do he make you righteous? Because it's the only way to get you back to redeem you. Mm-hmm. He couldn't—he couldn't sacrifice his life and not make you righteous. Right. Because then you would have been guilty. When you talk about being righteous, you know I love how. And this book is really good, by the way. Um, 
not just because you wrote it. You know, it's it's an excellent book about the understanding. This is funny travel. too, and all you guys need to get the credit for this. And that's the thing about like it's funny. You guys are the team because I preach it. Right. You guys edit it. You can Lauren writes it. We pull together, but this is what I love. And this is why I love the collaboration of doing this together. Cause I like having these young people and go, what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Cause I, I, you almost become kind of like almost stuck in what you know until somebody brings a question. Right. Like, you know, I'm like, what does that mean? So think about where we're, where we're going with this, right? Because check this out. I don't know if I can believe that about me. Well, let me just break it down. Let's remember we like camera angles, right? Okay. If he doesn't make you righteous, you can't be saved. Because hmm. how were you even made righteous? Through his sacrifice. Because you had to pay the price for your sin. Right. And if he doesn't switch spots and make himself sin who knew no sin so you could become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, you got to pay the penalty for it. Right. So if he doesn't have that transfer... Which he says he paid a ransom, which was a transom, was which was transfer, which was what the the ransom was the transfer, right? So the byproduct of the sacrifice was me and you being made righteous. Mm -hmm. You sit there and think about that the rest of your life. So you, it's done once and for all. Done. Because I I think it's it's this is kind of a powerful revelation of that. You know, people don't have a problem believing that. They can be forgiven of their sin. They can go to heaven. Nobody has a problem believing that. However, what people get caught up on is because you know you. Yeah. So I can look at myself and know where I failed, know my shortcomings, and disqualify myself from a position that God gave me, not based on those things. You know, but but we talk about this all the time. So so let's say this. Um, I, I mess up. I make a mistake. I sin. I do whatever. Um, does Jesus get back up on a cross every single time? No. No. He did it once and for all. He said those words, it is finished. It's done. And in that moment, he opened the door basically yeah. for us to be put back into the position that God had given us in the beginning before yes. man fell. And so, so when we think about that, you know, I think it, it, it's impossible for us sometimes to fully grasp what that means. Sure. Like, what is righteousness? Well, honestly, it, here's a very simple definition. It simply means right standing with God. Yeah. And sometimes we do do things like we're married. We talk about those, yeah. you know, examples. Okay, you and I are married. Sometimes our fellowship is messed up because yeah. of actions. I mean, not mine, of course. Of you know, course not. Of course not. You know, but but sometimes something might happen. We might have some intense on, fellowship. Really? We may have. We, we might even that? just fight. Are we going to talk about that stuff later on? We could do that. We could have a. We could do a podcast about marriage. Marriage like That's a champion. That's going to be a good one. I think it took us like 19 years to figure it out, but we found well, I, 18, but we well, figured it out. Well, tell everybody what you said the one day in the kitchen, because I thought that was really I good. said, I said, if we can make it to November 4th without having a fight, it'll be like the first time in 19 years that we've gone an entire year do without want, fighting. Do you want to tell them my response? I don't know. You would like for me to do it? Yeah. That's when I went on to tell you, you probably forgot about this, but I said, well, I've been training you for 19 years to try to <laughs> figure exactly it out and get better. <laughs> so by now you finally got it. I'm glad. But I got it now. I know. I mean, it took me a long time. What did we talk about last time? It's training through repetition, right? Yes, like, it takes years. a long time. Hey, we're here now. Anyway, we've arrived, so we've arrived now. point station one. So is it, and we're not going back to where we were. No. But, but the thing is this, we've had some instances in our marriage yeah. where our fellowship was broken. Yes. Because of our actions. Yes. 
But however, just because our fellowship was broken did not change the fact that in our relationship, we are married. Absolutely. It didn't nullify our marriage yeah. Yeah. just because we happened to be in moments of where we were not communicating. Yeah, it's good. Our it's fellowship good. was broken. Yeah. Our relationship was broken yeah, nothing changed in those with the moments, position. but the position of our relationship did not change. No. And it's kind of like that with God. So often our right standing with him is just it's kind of like a marriage relationship it's yeah. it's not nullified it's a covenant before god so i don't even care what people do with a piece of paper it doesn't mean matter because you've made a covenant with god which is unbreakable yes. so you look at this and you say okay my relationship with god my position with god is that i have right standing with him yes i make mistakes i do something wrong the enemy comes in and tries to tell me that oh now you now all of a sudden our relationship is experiencing not on his side, but on my side. Yeah. Because his relationship never changes, but we break the relationship based on our own perception of who we think we are yeah. or what we've done. Yeah, that's good. So we look at that and go, positionally, we are still in right standing with him, yeah. but relationally, we have chosen to believe a lie yeah. that we have disqualified ourselves yeah. from that relationship. So we break that fellowship with him, but it doesn't change our position. It doesn't change the fact that we were the righteousness of God in Christ. Christ Jesus. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that that's who we are because we can't undo who he made us to be. We don't have that much power. I asked someone that I'm like, oh, so you were, they were like, oh, you don't understand what I've done. I go, oh, so it was greater than what Jesus did. So you have more sure. power than God. I don't think so. Yeah. And it's a great revelation because once you get it, it doesn't give you the license. Like you say, oh, you're giving people a license to sin. You're giving people a license to go do this. No, really what you're doing is you're giving people the power to live a transformed life. Right. Because once you understand all these awesome things that have happened for you in righteousness, now mm -hmm. you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, hey, I, I, if I've been made it, that I don't have to allow this other stuff to keep me what? Back from what God has made me to be. Right. So now I start living a higher standard of life not because of do and don't, it's because I've been empowered by God to live this life. Yeah. And you get That's greater important. revelation of when you get that revelation, you get that greater revelation of who he's made you to be. And yeah. then you start walking in it, which I think is so powerful and so good. So no matter what you've done, no matter where you feel like you've missed the mark, oh, I didn't read my Bible for a year. Oh, well, that didn't make you yeah, saved. It doesn't change And anything. that doesn't make you righteous. No. What, what did he say? That it is a it is um, a gift of God. Yeah. Not of works, lest any man could go. By, by grace are you saved through faith yep. and that not of yourself. Yep. It is a gift of God not of works, lest any man should, should yeah, boast, right? You can't so boast, can't we say, can't, look what I did to get it. I didn't save myself. Nope. He saved me. So, so therefore, go ahead. If you didn't do anything to get it. You what, can't do anything to lose it. How are you going to lose it? It's a gift. And, and it his changes gifts your life. are irrevocable. The Damn. gifts and callings of God are irrevocable, meaning they cannot be taken away but, and they cannot be yeah, removed. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's, a, it's what we said when you started. You said, how do I identify? Mm -hmm. You either identify with fallen man Adam, or why do you think Jesus called the second Adam? Because the first Adam messed it all up. Second Adam redeemed everything. Right. So you either identify with the first Adam or you identify with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You either identify with light or you identify with darkness. You either identify with, with Jesus and righteousness or you identify with unrighteousness. So until you reprogram your head to look right, identification, and, and you see it now more than ever. Look at the earth we live in. Yeah. It's an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I belong. Mm -hmm. I don't know this. And then this is the biggest thing of all. Where do all this, where did all this ideas? And the enemy's got thoughts, ideas, and suggestions that come against your identity. 
Mm-hmm. He did it with Jesus, right? If you are right, the son, the son of, of God. God, prove it. Right. He came after his identity when God just got done saying, that's my son and who I'm well pleased. Yeah. The moment you discover who God says you are, the enemy will come and challenge you at it to say, if you are, prove it. And I think that's so good. And I think actually our next episode, next episode, we're going to talk about thinking like a champion because that's so powerful. And we just have a couple seconds left here. So I do want to say that that was really good. And I think we can continue this in next our next yeah. episode. We'll talk about think like a champion and how to renew your mind to and think the way that God wants you to think. But, you know, each episode we have our champion challenge. So in this episode, identify like a champion. Your champion challenge for this week is this to physically stop yourself from thinking about yourself differently than who God says you are. I like that. So every time you think, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I can't. I want you to stop and physically stop and say, wait a second. I can't think like that. I can't act like that. I can't talk like that. I'm identifying myself as a champion. And that's what a champion, a champion doesn't think like that, talk like that, act like that. So your challenge for this week is to uh, physically stop and identify yourself as a champion in every situation. And we'll find out how you do that. And that is how you identify like a champion. Thank you for listening to the Train Like a Champion podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, follow us on social media, and share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. Be sure to come back next week as we continue to learn how to train like a champion.